number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Can't remind you enough, coming up this Sunday, we got to get you on board. Hopefully you can enjoy, weather's going to be perfect, 77 degrees and sunny is what they're calling for, 73 to 77, somewhere in there, but uh, it's going to be beautiful. Please come out and join us this coming Sunday, September 4th, as we ride for Fisher House, Wisconsin, the motorcycle ride, our 15th annual, and uh, we're not only are we trying to make it uh, better, which we believe we have, but we're trying to make it the biggest. Uh, we're shooting for 800 bikes this year. And uh, everybody that's on board, whether it's the Rock Complex or Alpine Valley or our friends out at Knucklehead, Wisconsin, Harley Davidson, they're giving it their all to make sure that uh, all the riders are comfortable, they're taken care of, they have fun. It's going to be really neat. So if you can come out and join us, please, please, please do so. Uh, go to FisherHouseWI.org in the events page. Get signed up, FisherHouseWI.org, or just simply scan the QR code. If you're watching on the uh, Bud Light live stream right now, scan the QR code. It'll take you right to registration, and uh, we are going to leave uh, Milwaukee Brewing. Yes, it's open. We're good to go. No worries there. Leave Milwaukee Brewing this Sunday. It's going to be covered by our friends in Milwaukee at Fox 6. Uh, really looking forward to that. So uh, we can't say enough about it. It's 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 exciting. So um, and, and any other news entity that wants to come out and be a part of it, you know, we welcome. The more coverage, the better. But uh, I know Fox Six is sending their morning show out uh, to be a part of the uh, be a part of the festivities and cover it. Uh, I got uh, got confirmation today that Milwaukee Fire Department's going to be there with us, Milwaukee Police Department, the Sheriff's Department. Uh, also our friends at the Franklin Police Department down in Franklin. So it's just going to be such a, a really cool day as we get this thing underway. Uh, a, a side note to the NFL stuff today. We, there's a lot of NFL stuff. But what we already thought was going to happen has happened. Uh, did you see, uh, uh, Ben, that Cameron Smith has decided, yep, he's going over to the Live Tour, and now they're possibly taking away his, uh, his cash for the fact they want to find out exactly when he did or didn't sign to be on the Live Tour? I did not see the cash part. I did see that he committed to live. Uh, luckily, at least to me, these recent moves seem like the last for a while. He uh, apparently was in talks with the Live Tour prior to the Open Championship. And the question is, if he signed with the Live Tour prior to, they say he then is not eligible to win the Open Championship, which means they could possibly strip him of his title and cash. How about that? So, and also uh, then you had Rory McIlroy yesterday saying that um, he uh, can't stomach looking at the guys on the live tour. So, that was uh, that was rather interesting. But the uh, golf making its making itself known. Do do you now? I I did go back. I, now I we didn't haven't talked since all of this went down. But did you see the reaction from Greg Norman and many of the guys on the Live Tour as the PGA announced many of the changes they're making, including the additional money that's now going to be doled out to a lot of the players and some of the things they do and don't have to do? Did you find that interesting? I saw it. Uh, the worst part about all of it to me was the reaction of many others around talking about how correct Phil was and how he's really doing a justice. Uh, I, a lot of the news, I think, from the tour was taken out of context of what they actually did and why they were able to do it. Uh, the mm -hmm. Norman thing specifically, I mean, he kind of infuriates me if, if that hasn't been made clear already. 
Uh, I I don't know. It's just it's kind of a joke to me at this point, and and it sucks right. more than anything. Uh, but the whole reaction that Phil was right about everything and how he carried himself and bringing more money into the game. That's just, I, at least from my understanding, not true at all. Um, yeah, they're giving Phil, I think, far too much credit. Um, granted, maybe he brought awareness to it, and it, timing is everything, as we all know. But, the, I mean, I think there's a legitimate question to say how much of the PGA would have changed had it not been for the Live Tour coming in and swooping up guys and basically guys leaving to say, you're not going to pay us, you're not going to take care of us, we're out of here. I mean, the, the, and again, I agree with you, but perception becomes reality in many people's minds that, oh, by the way, the, the, the fact that, you know, the PGA did not, quote, wake up to all of their issues and all of the feelings of many of the players until after the Live Tour came about. I think there's the, the perception is that the Live Tour, if anything, it inspired change in the PGA, right? It definitely has inspired change. Uh, I, I think the change could have, uh, the way he could have brought the change, uh, it, there are more productive, you know, paths to do that than mm-hmm. to start an upstart tour that really has the purpose of sinking the PGA Tour and uh, pushing them under to never exist again. But yes, I, it, is, it is unarguable that the presence of the Live Tour has forced the PGA Tour's hand to do stuff. And no one is debating the fact that there have been structural flaws and things that could be better forever. Um, and, you know, with something happening uh, to compete with you, you have to act back. So, yes, I, I understand that part. I just some I don't other, know. Some other breaking news coming out of uh, Chicago. Uh, it appears, anyway, that uh, the Bears might be leaving Chicago quicker than a lot of fans have imagined. The Tribune uh, reporter Brad Biggs says that the Bears could announce a new stadium plan before the end of this year, calendar year. Uh, the Bears made their plans for a building, uh, building a new stadium very clear last September when they organize, uh, the organization purchased the rights to Arlington Park. So uh, they said there's nothing else like Chicagoland, according to President Ted Phillips, uh, said back in January. So the opportunities, you know, we haven't uh, begun to envision what it could be. Again, the timing of this, they're not sure of because they haven't closed everything, uh, you know, as of then. But now the organization intends to close on the land near the start of 2023, which is likely to be part of what Biggs referred to as, quote, an announcement to come before the end of the calendar year. Since the Bears uh, move on a new, on possibly building a new stadium, the city of Chicago has been uh, on them. Uh, to try to, with Mayor Lori Lightfoot, try and announce uh, three plans back in July to renovate the stadium, to provide more funding for the Chicago Bears, possibly building a dome to the stadium, to rebel against the cold weather during football season, and to make the venue a year-round experience for concerts, events, and such. Despite the city's effort, though, now the Bears, they have denied their intentions to remain at Soldier Field. I And I think the Bears are going to, break their lease with the city and soldier field and move out to Arlington Heights. Once the stadium's finished, I, I don't think there's any doubt about this. Um, it's, you know, it's a matter of not when and not if uh, big said they want to get out of soldier field, uh, which wasn't a great stadium to begin with when they opened it and reopened it. We'll say in 2003, they'd like to confer their own stadium in their own situation and not, uh, it's not going to happen overnight, but the bears remember they don't own Soldier Field. The county and the city does. 
So for the Bears to create their own revenue stream, they have to own not only the stadium, but basically everything around it via what the Packers are doing and what the Cowboys have have taken the lead in. And you look at what Robert Kraft has done around Gillette, all of those particular areas. You know, the only way a lot of these teams make the additional revenue is if they buy the land up around the stadiums and then begin to put buildings and such that can be leased back to them and, you know, either Green Bay Packers Incorporated or Dallas Cowboys Incorporated or whatever, uh, that's the way they make the additional revenue outside of the realm of football. And the the Bears don't have any ability to do that, especially when they don't even own the property. And it's all parks. It's the Parks District that manages it. They're, they're behest. They're, they're beholden to the Parks District. And God knows that field has sucked for years, years and years and years. So the Bears, uh, I believe, are going to move to Arlington. I know that there's – every time you talk to somebody from Chicago – they say, ah, I can't believe they're going to leave. I can't. I, I'm telling you, I, th- I think they're leaving. I think it's all but a done deal that they're leaving. They can build themselves a state-of-the-art stadium, get the property, the parking, all the buildings around that, all that, all that extra land that they have. I'm, I'm telling you, I think they're gone. I know it, it might be a little bit of a shock, but, you know, hey, the Dolphins left. The Dolphins left downtown Miami, and they moved away. They're hell. They're between the Dolphins are between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. They're way the hell out. So if they can do it, certainly, certainly the Chicago Bears can do it with the draw that they have in the city of Chicago. But anyway, uh, that was just you know another little side note to everything. Um, this is uh, this is from Art, who says, uh, longtime Packer fan. I think this is going to be our year. I'm not saying this was with optimistic green and gold glasses. I believe that Aaron Rodgers has something to prove. I believe the young wide receiving core is going to come of age. I think he's going to be protected well by veteran uh, veteran linemen, and receivers are going to then be able to flourish. I believe the run game is solid. There is nothing on this team where I can point at and say they are weak. Even the wide receiving core that many people allude to is still extremely strong. This is going to be the Packers year book at longtime Packer fan. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the program and thanks for emailing. Uh, it, if you had to point at an area on this team that is weak, um, as far as the starters go, what would be the weakest area on this team? I think you'd have to look at the wide receiving core. If you had to say, Ben, if you had to say the weakest of the Green Bay, pa- the weakest area of the Green Bay Packers is, and fill in the blank, is it the wide receiving core? I think you'd have to say that. If everybody unless is you go, healthy, unless you go yes. tight end, I would say tight end if Rob Tanyan isn't there. But I would also lean towards offensive line if both Bakhtiari and Jenkins are out. But if everyone's healthy, I think it's wide receiver. Yeah, if everybody's healthy. You know, I I don't, you know, again, I don't go back to, you know, this true number one thing because you don't have one on this team. Maybe somebody develops into a number one or at least the most reliable or looked at target. But as far as having that true standout number one guy, that number one wideout, you don't have that. You've got guys and that's okay when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Now, if you're looking at Jordan Love guiding this team, I think it's a drastically different situation. First of all, your weakest spot on the team would then become your quarterback position. 
if you just replace Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love. But I think the ability to be on the same page with, understand defenses and such, and to, and to get with the guys, I, I don't think Jordan Love has that capability. But I don't, I'm not worried about whether or not Alan Lazard is a true number one or Watkins has a rejuvenated career or Cobb you know, remains healthy and he's considered the best slot receiver in football. I, it doesn't matter to me. I think they're going to spread the ball around. I think it's going to go to a lot of guys, and that group collectively will make up for the loss of, of Devontae Adams. I don't think you're looking for one or two guys to do it. You'd love to say that Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs comes in and they pick up you know close to 100 catches and 1,800 yards. That would be great, but it's not a necessity, I don't think. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, the Packers have released Ladarius Hamilton. Ladarius Hamilton is uh, has been released by the Green Bay Packers. The outside linebacker. So he has been let go. So yet another move. So that would put us down to how many now? Nine? Nine that they need to move now, Ben? Correct yep. me if I'm wrong. Nine left. Nine left. So nine more moves have to happen if uh, our math is correct for the Green Bay Packers to get down to their, their allotment. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll hit the phone lines. Got a lot more to get to. Also, uh, a couple of things. After the bottom of the hour, I caught up with, uh, for just a couple of minutes, with Brad Kaslowski, NASCAR driver yesterday. He was at the Fisher House Golf Outing. We're going to also hear some conversations from inside the Green Bay Packers locker room from yesterday. Mike Clemens was uh, up there covering the pack as they uh, get ready for cut down day and start to get kind of the process, if you will, getting ready for the beginning of the season. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show continues on uh, a couple of things first and foremost i uh, gotta say congratulations by the way to our buddy uh, jeff stole from Soli's hog alley him and his wife alicia they uh finally today they poured or i think it was either today or yesterday they poured the new concrete floor for the dining area as they continue their renovation i saw the pictures online they're still open they're still open so check out Stoley's hog alley and our friends at stoles all 109 up in watertown Stoley's hog alley out in oconomowoc summit to be exact but uh, stop out and tell them we said hi. Good stuff as uh, they continue the effort towards the uh, grand reopening, if you will, of the new renovation that is Stoley's Hog Alley. Um, uh, Andy says uh, the Buccaneers released veteran defensive back Logan Ryan. Um, he isn't subject to waivers. So there's a good chance he's going to be back in the 53. Uh, but should the Packers make him an offer? No. Wait, why? For for backup? 
for backup? I mean, who are you replacing? You know? I, it's, I mean, it's not a bad move if you get him for depth, but you're not going to pay him a contract for, for whatever he's going to be demanding for depth, even though you know you need it, but you, you don't need it right now. I think that we just talked about this. I think... Um, I I think that they're going to have one of the better secondaries in football. Pound for pound for starters. Now, the depth, that certainly can come into play. But I think as of right now, no, they're pretty happy with what they got. Um, Tyler Johnson uh, released by the Buccaneers. Way better hope than Danny Davis. That's from Bernard. This is Sydney, who says, uh, great day yesterday for Mitchell and the Brewers. I uh, hope they can continue to win. However, I'm uh, fo- however I'm focusing on the Green Bay Packers and their defense. Can it get stronger? Who is going to be on the depth charts? Well, that's what we're waiting to find out. Luis says, uh, good day, Bill. Great organization. Way to raise money yesterday. Hopefully you guys can do it this weekend. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be an MVP candidate again. See, no matter how, he could play off the charts this year. This is interesting because I know there was this group of people um, how do I put this that looked at the third ranking and say, oh my God, he's going to be mad. He, but why? He's been third the last couple of years. I don't think – I mean, we all know that Aaron Rodgers uses any bit of motivation to push him, no doubt. But I don't think – now, this is just my opinion. But I don't think that Rodgers looks at being ranked third as a giant slap in the face, even though he's been the MVP the last couple of years. Tom Brady threw for more yardage. Tom Brady's got the rings. He's got the he's got the rep. I get it. I think it's interesting that, you know, like Aaron Jones has fallen out. Maybe if Aaron I mean, you know, I thought there might be more consideration for Aaron Jones because you look at the fact that he's dividing time with AJ Dillon and they have a solid one two punch. But you can also look at it and say, well, once AJ Dillon went down in that game against San Francisco in the postseason. Aaron Jones didn't do a whole lot. So maybe there's something to be said there. But if anybody has a reason to put a chip on their shoulder and come back with a a vengeance, if you will, I think it's going to be Aaron Jones. I don't worry about Aaron Rodgers' play. But Aaron Rodgers would have to play beyond off the charts for him to get that kind of consideration, again, for a third straight MVP. I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. 877-867-1670, uh, This is from our buddy Steve. He says, I was a little surprised the Packers cut Chris Slayton. Is he a candidate for the practice squad? I agree with you about the offensive and defensive line. Great drafting by Goody and the pickup of Jerron Reed was key. Good depth and rotation should keep the D-line fresh. Nice win by the Brewers last night. I know it's very small sample size, but I'm impressed with, impressed with Garrett Mitchell. I like the fact that he was picked off but kept his head down and was still able to steal second base, although uh, although they have been scuffling and now are turning things around. I'm impressed that this team is not quitting. Hopefully they can get on a little bit of a roll. The eight-game stretch against St. Louis and the New York teams 
will be the defining stretch of the season. Enjoy the beautiful day. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Steve, you to me. You to me. I um, I agree with you about the stretch. If they can get on a bit of a roll and get through New York, uh, the Mets, the Cardinals, and the Yankees at 500 or better in that stretch, that would be huge. That would then say, okay, look, uh, they and again, I agree with you also on the fact that they haven't quit. It looks like at least now again, winning looks different in baseball. Winning looks different in football. There's fights, there's scrappiness, there's you know until you're completely blown out of a game or until, until the time ticks down. Guys are giving it their all for the most part. Okay, you don't want to get run over, you don't want to get embarrassed, you don't want to lose the man-to-man battle. Okay, baseball looks different. Because guys can look lifeless. You know, a strikeout, a ground out, you know, things where it just happens to to not go your way, that can look different through no fault. You know what I mean? But baseball has a different look, a different energy, a different feel to it. When you're losing, everybody looks down. They're standing at the top of the stairs. They're kind of, you know, the arms are folded. Guys got their chins on their elbows. They're kind of watching to see if something happens. You know, now guys may be standing up a little bit straighter, maybe clapping a little bit more, a little more cheering, whatever it happens to be. When you're winning and things look good, there's a, there's, you can feel a different palpable energy. But baseball is a different animal. You can't judge certain things by the look of baseball. You can see lethargic play. You can see guys not running out ground balls. You can see mental gaffes when it comes to, say, outfielders hitting cutoff men or overthrowing, underthrowing, looking as if they're dogging it, trying to cut one off in the gap. Or You can see that. But in football, it's just different. It's different because, uh, you know, in football, if you let up, you can get your ass handed to you. You can end up hurt. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um. So Ben, uh, basically, it's the St. Louis Cardinals from uh, Friday to win the uh, the win the National League Central. Brewers coming in second, and everybody else pretty much out of it from there. That's the betting lines of what what you're sending me, right? Yeah, it is. Cardinals are minus a thousand to win the Central, up six games. The Brewers plus seven hundred. Where we stand today. They are, though, minus 160 to make the playoffs, which is like a 56, 57 implied mm-hmm. odds there. Right. I um, Do you think they make the playoffs? Ooh, if I had to guess today, no. And that's I mean, entering uh, Saturday before they won the three straight, they were like two and 15 or three and mm-hmm. 12, something horrible against the Reds, Pirates, and Cubs in the last 17 games against them until that turns around, which it has in the last three, four days. But until that turns around completely, then I'm I'm not betting on them to make it. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's talk to our buddy Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, what's going on, man? What's going on? Um, I guess I've called. I I was wondering, um, do you think Goodson would make on a practice squad? Uh, I think that's what you're hoping to do, yeah. And so, I guess I'm just I'm just curious about the um, um, 
in a way, he had a disadvantage. We had two good running backs. And then I was um, the practice squad. Now, when is that started? Is 7 o'clock tomorrow morning or do they tomorrow. get for the afternoon? Tomorrow. Well, I mean, guys are cut, and then they're told that whether or not they're going to bring them back to the practice. The guys are told whether or not they're coming back to the practice squad before they walk out the door. So, I right. mean, I, you know, to me anyway, guys will be there. But I'll say this, that I believe that, you know, they're told, hey, you're going to come back, unless, of course, another team grabs you. Right. And I disagree with you on your uh, weakness. I think that our weakness is uh, special and our weakness is also our defensive back. Not be saying they're not good, but every year I hear us saying that they're great. But every year they they give up too many long passes and miss too many tackles. Until they mm-hmm. prove anything different, I'm sorry. I don't have confidence. Every year we get burned because they let some receiver. Then it's not because they ain't got the the physical ability. It's the miscommunication. Maybe it's the guy making a single call back there, whatever. Every year I hear the same excuse. Oh, I didn't realize I was supposed to be there. I didn't know this. Until they get their communication down, they are my weakness, the defensive back, as a solid. And I told you two years ago, and you know this, and I'll tell you right now, until the special teams stop giving up the long returns, they're a weakness too. They have cost us two years in a row in the playoffs because they let a 40-yarder, a fifth yarder, there's no excuse for it. I mean, the miss one tackle with the whole team missing, come on. You know that's what right. costs us the game against Tampa, and it costs the game against the 49ers. We could have kept them down there. We would uh, we would have been in at least another playoff game. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. I, I agree with that. I mean, fine. look, they, they've had – you go back to Kevin King not realizing that he had a guy behind him or letting a guy get behind him in the game going back to the NFC Championship game. Uh, last year, you can't fault the defense. It was the offense more so than anything and special teams more so than anything. It cost them. But I, look, I agree. That's what I said. The special teams until – but they they got to learn to tackle. And, and, and I'm sorry, but it's very important. Look in, in 1996 – our special teams was actually the MVP. It was not Farb. It was the special teams because they were not letting long returns. They did not. Mm-hmm. And they made their own long returns, but the other team could not get out of the end zone. Until yeah. we stop that, then we are a good team. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying nope. right or wrong, but that's where our weakness has been. No, I completely get it. A, just because you're not a starter, you're still important. That special team oh. is very important. In in, in just, football, absolutely. I'm 100% agree. And, and that's it, what caused us several playoff games and rare seam, seam games, and not just the field goal. I am talking about the tackling, you know, and it's very important. And and everybody keeps on forgetting about it. Well, they're starting. No, no. They they need to do special teams. That's just my opinion. Yep. No, I agree. Appreciate it, man. He drops off. You get on board, 877-867-1670. Coming back, we will uh, we'll do a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we'll get the update as to what's going on around the rest of the NFL, also the Green Bay Packers. We'll also get back to the phone lines. Our buddy Mike in West Dallas is on hold. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau. And there, Wisconsin's, he is Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery boat cover provider. And you can uh, check him out on Facebook. Easy. Go to Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com to check out the website, but you can follow him on Facebook, Dwayne's Cover It All, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All. Or call 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. Again, 715-870-2119. We'll get back to the phones coming up here in a minute. Uh, time to get to what's going on around the NFL. And we've been kind of updating everything, so to speak, when it comes to uh, what's happening in the NFL on the Packers cuts. Uh, but let's get to it. Play the music, Ben. Let's fire it up. And uh, what else is new? What else is going on as uh, NFL cutdown day is now upon us. So, Bill, the Packers have now made 17 cuts uh, before the deadline today at 3 o'clock. They have eight left to make. The ones made so far, quarterback Danny Etling, running backs Dexter Williams and Tyler Goodson, wide receiver Jawan Winfrey, tight ends Elise Mack and Sal Canella. Defensive lineman Akeel Byers, Jack Heflin, and Chris Slayton. Outside linebacker Ladarius Hamilton. Inside linebacker Ty Summers. Cornerbacks KB Ento, Keandre Thomas, and Rico Gafford. And safeties Devontae Cross, Sean Davis, and Innis Gaines. Uh, no offensive lineman released as of now, uh, which is of note. Uh, Rashid Walker, seventh round pick, was making a push there at the end of the preseason for a roster spot. In terms of around the NFL, uh, the big trade today, the Philadelphia Eagles acquire uh, Gardner Johnson, the cornerback safety from the Saints. They also release starting safety Anthony Harris and Jaquiski Tart uh, to make room for that. They gave up, I believe, a, a fifth and a sixth round pick for Gardner Johnson. The Colts in releases have cut Jack Cohn and running back Philip Lindsay. The Chiefs defensive lineman Danny Shelton and wide receiver Josh Gordon. The Bills tight end OJ Howard and Duke Johnson. The Bears gets interesting wide receiver Daz Newsom and quarterback Nathan Peterman the man famous for throwing uh, I believe four interceptions in a half uh, before mm-hmm. he was pulled in that game. But they also released veteran offensive lineman Michael Schofield. Uh, we know O-line is a question yeah. there and also defensive lineman vet Mario Edwards. So weird cuts coming out there. The Buccaneers have cut or will cut Tyler Johnson and Logan Ryan. Maybe trying to float Tyler Johnson's name out for a last-minute trade. The Browns have released quarterback Josh Rosen. The Bengals long snapper Cal Adamitis. Uh, the Vikings quarterback Kellen Mond. Dolphins running back Sony Michelle. The Jaguars wide receiver Laquan Treadwell, former high draft pick. The Lions, uh, linebacker Gerard Davis, another former first-round pick. The Niners, vet receiver Willie Sneed has been released. And then in quarterback news, both the Cowboys and Lions only have one quarterback. Uh, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, respectively there. Cooper Rush, Will Greer have been cut there in Dallas. The Ravens are signing former Raiders running back Kenyon Drake with Gus Edwards starting on the pup list. The Washington Commanders have cut former Wisconsin wide receiver Alex Erickson. And the Broncos, just because it's interesting to see this guy's Wikipedia page, have released Josh Johnson, uh, the vet of now 14 NFL teams in I couldn't tell you how many years. So a lot more uh, cuts, but those are definitely the noteworthy ones. Also, Logan, I I mentioned Logan Ryan. That one came by Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit 
uh, recently. There's there's a lot of chatter that maybe the Bucks is coming from their writers are floating Tyler Johnson's name out there because former Minnesota product, uh, good young receiver, maybe doesn't have the best rapport with Brady. Maybe they're trying to get a last minute pick in for him. But aside from that, those are the headlines. There you have it. That's it. That's the updated uh, version. We'll go through maybe the eight cuts yet to happen for the Green Bay Packers as they continue to trickle out. They got to get it down to the mandatory roster by uh, today at 3 p.m. Central time. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's talk to Mike listening to us in West Dallas. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, good afternoon. How you doing, Bill? Good. As real, real quick, uh, the uh, Packers releasing the uh, guard uh, center Michael Manet today. He has uh, also been cut loose. So there you go. So what else? Gotcha. Um, so I think Sammy Watkins is in danger of being cut. Um, and, and let me give you the reasons why. So he's on a minimum salary. It would only cost you four hundred thousand to cut him. So you don't have a lot invested in the guy. You know, by all media accounts, he's been kind of a disappointment in training camp. Uh, so far, he doesn't play special teams. He's injury prone. He hasn't really separated himself versus the other wide receivers. You know, Dubs has been their best wide receiver in training camp. You know, Christian Watson is now healthy. I don't think the Packers invested two second round picks and traded up in the early second round for him to just sit on the bench. You know, Samari Turi has looked great in the preseason. He looks like a player. You know, you're not cutting Randall Cobb because he's best friends with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, they used Amari Rogers in that last preseason game in like a, a poor Debo Samuel type role. And I got to be honest with you, Bill, I thought he looked really good in that type of role. I think he could provide a lot of value doing that. And I think he would give opposing teams something to think about and would make their offense more dangerous. So if I'm the Packers, when you add all that up, I would rather roll with the young guys that they have versus I, I just don't see Watkins place on this team. Because I, after a couple weeks, I just don't think that he's going to get any playing time. What are your What are your thoughts on that? I, I when it, we're going to go through the last eight, who I think are the last eight out. But I got it. I think that Sammy Watkins is on the team. Aaron Rodgers has spoke of him, not only uh, being a guy that's uh, kind of upped his game at practice, but also a guy in the locker room that has been really good. And the fact that he has not played in the preseason tells me that they plan on keeping him. Otherwise, if they had questions about his ability, they'd be playing the guy in the preseason, and they didn't. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. No, I, So that's I the reason I believe he's going to make this team. Yeah, I, I wish he wouldn't. <laughs> I just I, – I, I don't know how else to say it. I just I, – I would I, – I think the other guys are better at this point he's a veteran but i think the other guys off i mean we saw what uh look what uh what the brewers did yesterday look what keston here did look what uh what's his name garrett mitchell did yesterday mm-hmm. you know right. it's, it's just a great example that i you know just because you have a veteran it doesn't make him the best player it just means that he's experienced i think i would rather roll with the young guys over injury prone you know a guy like sammy watkins who i don't think is offers you much at this point uh, I I think he right now he unless another veteran becomes available that they get enticed with, uh, I I don't think uh, Sammy Watkins is going anywhere at least not yet maybe later down the road but at least not yet just my just sure. my opinion I mean but I I, I just think that they uh, uh, I just think that they brought him in to be a, a veteran even if he's not going to be this highly productive veteran even if he pushes Romeo Dubs or gives them depth depth whatever it happens to be I think he's going to be here. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. 
fair enough. I guess we'll see what happens. All right, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for chiming in. He's on board. You get on board. 877-867-1670. So they've got eight cuts to make. Eight more to go. Let's do this. Um, We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll start to roll through some of the guys that you believe may or may not make this team. You got three running backs, Jones, Dillon, and Taylor right now. Two quarterbacks, Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, You've got your wideouts of Al Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Romeo Dubs, Randall Cobb, Amari Rodgers, then obviously Christian Watson. You would assume that's going to be it, and Samari Torre ends up on the practice squad, which means uh, Hyman and uh, Walker both would be, or Hyman would be the god man out. Um, you think you're kind of set on your offensive line. Um, we'll get into the rest of this coming up here after the break. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break, come back, hear from Mike Clemens, and then start to take a look at the rest of the lineup coming up right after this on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers held practice yesterday in helmets, shells, and shorts. Safety Darnell Savage was back after missing time since family night with a hamstring injury. Wide receiver Alan Lazard was out. Tight end Robert Tunyon continues to practice coming back from that torn ACL and was asked how the knee is coming along. Just more and more every day feeling it, it's kind of nice. And honestly, I just kind of like implement more and more day to day. Just um, I feel better every day, surprise myself all the time. So just continuing to make those strides and then, you know, implementing contact is like the biggest thing right now. So the Packers now face the Vikings in less than two weeks. Will Tunyon be able to play or is it too soon to tell? Matt LaFleur. Um, Yeah, I think it's a little early to say that right now. You know, that was his first action in, in team periods. So we'll just see how he responds. And it sounds like a broken record up here, but take it one day at a time. It's quiet today around the facility with as many as 25 players being released to reach the deadline of 53. Does the head coach meet with each of the players on their way out? Yeah, with every guy that's that gets released, I think it's only fair to them that I get a chance to speak with them. So... That's how we operate, whether it's this time of the year or or really any time of the year. Um, You definitely want to thank them for all the hard work and the effort that they put in. And certainly this is, I mean, it's an emotional time for these guys. You get a lot of respect for what they've done and the effort and the work they put in and the teammates they are. And we got a great locker room. So it's a tough situation to be in, but it it is kind of the nature of the beast. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Coming up after the top of the hour, also hear a little bit from Robert Tanyan as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at Milwaukee Bedbug Pros. If you have not heard about them, oh yeah, Milwaukee Bedbug. Don't let the name Milwaukee fool you. Uh, Milwaukee Bedbug Pros. 
they get the job done uh, in a lot of different areas, and it doesn't matter whether it's bed bugs or ants or roaches or flying stink bugs, whatever it happens to be. They are safe. They're effective. They have different options. So kids, no problem. Dogs, pets, no problem. Discreet trucks, uniforms, yep. Customized solutions for, uh, for you know, your different situation, your budget as well. And whether you own a home, maybe a townhouse, maybe you're a, a property owner, like multi-unit apartment buildings or a condo or dorm rooms. Maybe you own a hotel or you manage a hotel or a motel or a resort. Medical facilities, daycares, they can do it all. Call Michael, 414-877-5811, 414-877-5811. Eco-friendly treatments, they can do it with thermal heat, chemical options like I mentioned, or you can just find out all the information. Go to MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. So this was posed to me. Uh, you know, Mark says uh, that the Broncos re-waved uh, Kendall Hinton. They released him. Good story there, but he's a, a really good route runner from what I've under, understood. Good route runner, but he doesn't have the blazing speed. So could he be an option? Certainly. Certainly. But uh, he was let go by the uh, Denver Broncos today. Uh, unless you're a Kendall Hinton, Hinton fan, do you know about Kendall Hinton? Is there something there that makes you go, oh, yeah, we got to have him? And I get it. Maybe you're looking over that fence and trying to find the next guy or a guy that can be even better on the depth chart. I get it. But really good route runner. Uh, I had a chance to talk with uh, my buddy out in Denver a while back about some of the wide receivers they have there for Russell Wilson. But, um, you know, Jalen Virgil is the guy they ended up going with. Big dude, a lot of speed, Kendall Hinton. Not as tall. Good route runner. Reminds me a lot of Alan Lazard. Good route runner. Good hands. But doesn't have the, uh, the, the you know, the unending uh, upside, so to speak. If that makes sense. Um, by the way, Sammy Watkins says, I know many guys don't have to worry or even think about, about it this way, but thank you, God, Jesus, for allowing me to perform and stay healthy and make the squad nine years. You never know how the pendulum may swing, and all I can say is I'm thankful. Let's get it. So he's and then hashtag pack or uh, at Packers. So Sammy Watkins, uh, you would assume, and I thought so, but he has been told, yeah, I'm going to be a part of this squad. So Sammy Watkins, for those that were thinking he might not be that, uh, yeah, he uh, is going to make this squad. Uh, this is from Lewis, who says, what about uh, O.J. Howard? Did the Bills let him go? I think they did, right? Oh, yeah. That would be an upgraded tight end. I agree with that. If Now, again, you got to go out and find some of these guys, and you got to be able to afford these guys and get them in. But uh, Lewis says, what about O.J. Howard? Um, you, now, are you who are you going to bump at the tight end position? Josiah DeGuara? You would assume, because you're keeping Mercedes Lewis, keeping Robert Tanyan. So think about who you're going to bump out of that group. But O.J. Howard now is going to be on the market as well. When we come back, we'll hear some of the final thoughts from Matt LaFleur. Got a lot more to get to. Another hour of the Bill Michael Show is coming up. Stay tuned. You're about, uh, well, two hours away now. From all the final cuts, we'll go through what we believe to be the final eight as well. 
Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.